Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. I just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages, and they told me that... Variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that... You could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor, too. So, let's get... A a Meridian 5-year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally! Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch. Rates subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage. Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is Georgia Pantelidis. She is the owner of Select Art Galleries in Newmarket in Georgia. You're here to tell us about a free milestone family event coming up where you'll have a chance to meet Canada's iconic naturalist artist Robert Bateman. Welcome. Thank you for having me again. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So tell us what makes this event so special. When is it? 
It's on Sunday, October 27th mm-hmm. from 1 to 4 p.m. He, uh, what we will have there is a collection of over 100 pieces, including limited edition prints, collectible prints, giclés, regiclés, showstopper canvases, which are huge, and uh, some originals of his, of his as well. What are showstoppers? Showstoppers are giclé canvases that are printed at least as large as, if not larger than the original. This allows the the viewer, myself and you, to see the images in their true beauty and magnificence. And it's really nice and special to have one of those in your own home. So what are Richie? Rishi clays. Rishi clays are, uh, it's a very unique way of printing. What it actually is, they take a, uh, they make sure that the surface is completely smooth and free of any textures and patterns, and it allows the dyes to come through and really pop so that what you actually are going to be ended up owning is something that is as close as possible, uh, the same likeness as the original that he has produced. Uh, they're resilient and they're very long lasting and they're just gorgeous uh, pieces. What uh, Rigi Seaclays will be, f- is it? Rigi Clays. Rigi Clays yeah. will be featured, actually. The Rigi Clays that will be featured, there'll be three of them there and possibly a fourth. The uh, the first one is Midnight Black Wolf, and Midnight Black Wolf was produced uh, years ago, and what he wanted to do was uh, to portray a mature a black wolf in its surroundings and he really liked the idea with uh, playing black on black it was a very artistic way for him to play mm-hmm. with it and what you end up finding is that there is actually is no black in that image whatsoever but it's beautifully done and what we found when it was actually produced and we got to see it there's not a single solid black dot anywhere on that painting and, and all the colors and the nuances, like there's there's branches coming in and all kinds of other details that you never noticed before. But with the Rigi clay, you can see all of them. I, I, exactly, it pops. The wow. other one is Golden Crown, Kinglet, and Rhododendron. This piece, the original, was done in 1982 for Princess Grace of Monaco. And uh, the reason it w- that piece was produced is because she really loves flowers. And she also loved birds. So he wanted to create an image that was representative of North America and also the birds that are available, the wildlife and birds that are available in, in Europe. So um, so that's why he produced that one. And that piece was done for Earth Day. And the really cool thing about that piece is it took him over six months to approve it because he wanted every single detail to be perfect. Not almost perfect, but it was perfect. And we just got our shipment of them maybe two, three weeks ago. Unbelievable quality. Unbelievable. So um, what are original lithos? Original lithos is a very old format uh, of uh, printing. It's actually like wood blocking. What they act, what they do is they create the image first either on a wood block or on a stone litho or on a plate. And so the artist has to actually imagine everything in reverse. So where you would see a shadow, he'd have to create a light so that when he prints it, it becomes a shadow. Um, and what happens is they'll print, and I'm going to use the stone litho example, and every time that they hand pull them, it's going to be a different hand pulling. And when they're finished with with it, they actually take the limestone and they have to hand grind it and send it back to the limestone museum back in France. So uh, there are no more available to reproduce.
produced once you've done it, and it's about 290 of them before they start. the colors start to get really mushy and awful looking. So roughly around 290 are produced, and then hand-grinded, the image disappears, there is no more original, and that's it. So you, it's like having a part, uh, chapter one of a book, chapter two of a book, chapter three, and so on. But every chapter is unique and individual. So let's compare the price for an original acrylic painting by Robert Bateman okay. and an original litho. Okay, an original litho uh, is about $550. That's including the framing. Uh, we just priced one out yeah. uh, for that size, 16 by 20. A 16 by 20 original goes for about twenty-four to 30000 U.S. dollars. So, ah. uh, yeah, you might want to do a little bit more with that money than an original. And and you know what? It's you can still have an original, but you don't have to spend thirty thousand. You can, but you don't have to. So, will there be originals for sale? We're hoping to have two to four. We're working on it right Ooh. now. We're really excited about it, and we also have some clients that are already putting their, you know, write a first refusal, write a first second refusal. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh. It's it's really exciting. It's really, really exciting. Well, there's some great pieces, and we actually have a clip from Robert talking about the inspiration behind what you were telling us earlier, golden-crowned kinglet and rhododendron. So let's take a listen. When my mother first looked at it, and of course she, she really liked it, but she assumed that that was sky and not water. And if my mother or, or my kids or the man across the street had a problem with my art and not understanding it, it's not their problem, it's my problem. I didn't want it to be sky. So I did, it's, it's a, not a cheap trick, but it's, it's easy to understand. I put a little ripple there, like a petal has fallen in the water or a water strider or something. So that, the little circles down here have bro- broken up. So you know, I bet you everybody assumed that was water. And then my mother was okay with it. Now, you are giving away a free copy of Robert Bateman's Canada to one of our lucky listeners. And that can be picked up at the event. And everyone will be able to take a photo, get an autograph, ask Robert questions one-on-one. Wow, that's amazing. It is. And, you know, the best thing about this, I don't know if you realize this, but he's going to be 90 next year. I didn't. And I am, we are so honored and so blessed to have him at the gallery. Every, he wanted to come this year. We're not going to say no. Please come. Please bring your artwork. If you're an artist, bring your artwork. He's very inspirational. And when he, when he talks with you, he doesn't talk down to you, talks with you. And he inspires you to even greater, uh, greater works for yourself. I've seen him talk with five-year-olds with 20-year-olds and with 70-year-olds, and he treats them with the same respect and grace and and words, not of endearment, but of, of inspiration that will uh, help you as an artist to develop even more. How often have you hosted him? Uh, I can actually tell you this since I've been there, since we can say once every two years, so maybe 20, 30 times. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think most people think that he's touchable, that he's mortal, that you can actually have any access to him. You know what? He's the most accessible person that we have had come through the gallery. He's very down to earth. He's not pretentious. He, he's, he's, and when he talks, this is really, this is really cool. When he talks with you, 
the world stop, he doesn't look up and around and, and, and check his phone or, and... or see how many people there are in the lineup to push you along. When you're talking with him and having a conversation, he's not going to say, sorry, you got to go now because the next person in line is like getting anxious. Yeah. He finishes with you and you and you feel like you've had that special intimate moment. And that's what's really nice about him. And there might be people behind him saying, you got to move on. And he's like, no. It's really quite amazing because one wonders whether he realizes what an icon he is because his art will never go out of style. No, no. And and because we're going to have the, those original paintings, um, if you ask me, if you want to own a Picasso or own a Monet, he is our Monet, he is priceless, and we are so blessed to have him. Well, um, this is going to be amazing. Uh, the book contest is up now on what she said talk.com. Awesome. The event is Sunday, October the 27th from 1 to 4 at Selecta Art Galleries in Newmarket. And um, Georgia, all I can say is thank you so much for joining us today. This is another one of those thank moments you. in time that, you know, maybe next thank year he won't be. Here. I hope he will, but oh. <laughs> keep our fingers crossed. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Take care. What she said. What she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. you about my friend Alfred. Alfred has truly revolutionized dry cleaning in the GTA. You see, we're all busy. Some may even say too busy. And Alfred's laundry list of services are here to help. They include wash and fold, dry cleaning, alterations, as well as shoe cleaning and repairs. Alfred takes care of it all. Simply drop your garments off with your concierge or at any Penguin pickup location in the GTA, and Alfred will take care of the rest. Learn more today at alfredservice.com or through the free Alfred Service app. Sign up today and get a first-time discount by entering the promo code What She Said. Looking for a better brunch? We found it for you at Draco Restaurant, inside the spectacular brand new Toronto Marriott Markham on Enterprise Boulevard. All your delicious brunch favorites, plus signature cocktails, every Sunday from 10 till 2. Take our word for it, you'll love the space and you'll love the food. It's easy to reserve now on opentable.ca or call 905-489-1400. Elevate your brunch, Sundays at Draco. What she She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Less than 50% of Canadians know about thrombosis. Really alarming stat, actually, that. And just in time for World Thrombosis Month, our next guests are going to educate people about the risk factors and warning signs of blood clots. Sandra Buckborough is from Whitby, Ontario, and Dr. Alan Bell is the Vice President of Thrombosis Canada, a family physician, who also teaches at the University of Toronto. So welcome, both of you, to what she said. Thank, Thank you. you. Knowing the warning signs of a blood clot can lead to better health outcomes. Um, Dr. Bell, tell us, what exactly is thrombosis? Yeah, thrombosis. It's a its a sort of a mysterious word. Uh, but it almost sounds like a musical instrument if you didn't know better, right? <laughs> it's definitely not a yeah. musical instrument. So thrombosis refers to blood clotting 
inside of blood vessels. And that can occur either in arteries, and when it occurs in arteries, it, it cuts off the blood supply to um, critical organs like the brain causing a stroke or the heart causing a heart attack. But what we're going to be talking about today, I think, is when blood clots in veins, and those are the blood vessels that bring uh, blood back to the heart. Now, when we get clots occurring in veins, that causes a whole different set of problems. So um, explain then what is a deep vein thrombosis and a pulmonary embolism and how that impact, what the impact of those are. Sure. Uh, so when we talk about those two diseases, deep vein thrombosis and pulmonary embolism, we put them together in a package that's called VTE, venous thromboembolism, and that's the disease that we're very much focused on on Thrombosis Canada. <clears throat> so a deep vein thrombosis, or a DVT, is when blood clots in the main veins, in the deep veins, typically in the leg, but can also occur uh, in the arms and other areas, mm -hmm. where it stops blood from flowing back out from the legs and back to the heart, where it can be pumped to the blood, where it can be pumped to the body. So when that occurs uh, beyond the clot, blood tends to accumulate, resulting in pain and swelling and redness and all of the signs down in the lower legs uh, that are very important to recognize the signs of DVT. Now, you also ask about pulmonary embolism, and that's a result uh, of a clot in a vein. So the vein blood returns uh, um, up into the heart and then it's pumped into the lung. So if one of these clots from the leg, like from a deep yeah. vein thrombosis, breaks loose, uh, it then gets pumped into the lung and uh, prevents blood from flowing adequately into the lung, and that is a pulmonary embolism. So pulmonary embolism, uh, they are both very serious conditions, but pulmonary embolism uh, is a much more serious condition. It can certainly cause a sudden death uh, or uh, a severe illness, uh, so we do everything that we can to prevent it. And we try as best we can to recognize the presence of a DVT so we can prevent that clot from breaking loose and going to the lungs and causing a pulmonary embolism by treating it early. Okay, so uh, we'll get back to that. But first, Sandra, uh, you you say that if you had ignored the warning signs and hadn't acted quickly, you're certain that you wouldn't be here today. So uh, tell us about your experience. So as Dr. Bell referred to, um, I mine first presented in the arm. And I literally, I was a very healthy woman, no issues, awakened one morning to find this spot on my arm, which was red and swollen, um, a little bothersome, but I figured it was probably some sort of bug bite or a reaction of some sort. And I let it go. After a couple of days, I thought, this is definitely worsening. I should probably see my family physician about it. Um, he was a little concerned that it could potentially be a clot, but um, I also thought it was perhaps a bug bite of some sort. We did some further testing, and it was confirmed that it was, in fact, a superficial clot. Uh, which what is a superficial <laughs> clot? So that means not a not a serious uh, vein. Well, the we our venous system uh, has has veins that are on the surface that drain into the deep veins that bring the blood back into the rest right. of the body. So superficial clots are unlikely to embolize, but they certainly can extend and extend uh. e into the deep venous system. And it was interesting because my family doctor was very concerned and was good at educating me around, you know. Not that this is good to have regardless, but we don't want this getting to a situation that it could become deep vein. 
Um, I literally was untreated and it resolved and everything was fine until about six months later when I awakened and the same thing presented this time in my lower calf. Um, then I was prepared. I thought, aha, okay, this is the same thing that happened. How, you know, it's possible, I guess, that I could have another one, but uh, I felt I should seek immediate medical attention, which I did. Um, few visits, it didn't happen right away, but uh, some further testing revealed that I had a very large clot, but yet again, superficial. Um, I think the important thing for me then was uh, making sure I kept an eye on it and being more aware this time. Um, literally within hours of seeking further medical attention on this leg issue, um, I sent a picture of it to my doctor because I could notice, <clears throat> excuse me, I could notice it actually traveling uh, just during the day, that day. Um, so sent the picture to him. He immediately got me on blood thinners and I was uh, referred to a specialist through Sunnybrook Hospital to to seek further um, diagnosis and attention. Um, and within days, it uh, came out that it was a deep vein and I was called in immediately by the specialist to start treatment with uh, abdominal injections of blood thinners. Is that the treatment, blood thinners? Definitely. So th these days, you know, sometimes we will start with injections of blood thinners, but these days, much more commonly, we've got oral medications that we can use that act immediately and can prevent further extension of these clots and, importantly, uh, prevent pulmonary embolism. Well, I'm a little scared because when you say that the first time it presented, it could have been a bug bite. I mean, how many people out there would just not even think twice about it? So... Between the two of you, tell us what somebody should be looking for. Well, the common signs that, that we have to be concerned about, we have, I mean, I can talk yeah. about the, this, yeah. this. So at Thrombosis Canada, we are a physician organization who are dedicated to uh, reducing the impact of thrombotic diseases. Right. So to raise awareness, we have come up with the acronym CLOT, C-L-O-T-S, and that stands for uh, the C, the first three, CLO refer to pulmonary embolism, which can actually be the first presentation of, uh, of thrombosis. You don't have to see that DVT before the, uh, before the embolism occurs. So C stands for chest pain. It's a slightly different kind of chest pain that we see with a heart attack, but certainly pulmonary embolism is very commonly associated with chest pain. Ch well, uh, so what kind of chest pain? Well, like typically it's a sharp uh, chest pain, worse with respiration, okay. worse when you breathe. But again, there are no rules. Okay, yeah. it can present with different forms, different people. So if you have a chest pain, just go to your doctor immediately. Well, I think chest pain is a good reason to go yeah, to a doctor. It could yeah, also be hard. Exactly. Okay, okay. Okay, the L stands for lightheadedness. Now, if a clot is big enough that's going to the lung, it can interfere with your overall circulation, including the amount of blood that's flowing to your brain, and it can make you feel lightheaded. Uh, the O stands for out of breath. So shortness of breath, chest pain, lightheadedness, uh, shortness of breath. Uh, these are typical signs of pulmonary embolism. The last two, um, the T stands for tenderness of the leg and S stands for swelling uh, of the leg. So, uh, you know, your, your case is a bit unusual, Sandra. Uh, typically when patients come in with a DVT, with a deep vein thrombosis, they will show up with a red, swollen leg. And uh, I think that's probably the most important thing for, uh, for patients to watch for, particularly if they are at risk. 
uh, of developing of DVT. Or so um, do you treat the the superficial veins and the deep veins and the pulmonary, you treat it all the same? No. These, the superficial veins are treated a little bit differently from DVT and pulmonary from. DVT mm-hmm. and pulmonary embolism. The superficial veins, uh, you know, if they're small and it's not a big deal, we can just wait and watch and see them resolve spontaneously, ice packs, that sort of thing. But there are very specific criteria. If they are a certain length, uh, if they are near where we know that they can get involved with the deep veins, then we do treat them in a similar manner to the way we treat the deep veins. The deep vein thrombosis and the pulmonary embolism, we, we treat pretty much in exactly the same way, assuming the yeah. patient is stable, and that's with the use of blood thinners. So these, these blood thinners effectively um, uh, will, will treat the condition and will prevent uh, embolization. A lot of people think this is from, you know, uh, you, your risk increases because you, you may be inactive or you, you, you fly a lot. Uh, sure, that's that's a common perception, and it is true. If you sit around a lot or if you're on airplanes for a long time, there is an increased risk of, of DVT and PE. However, however, the important risk factors that people really should know and are not aware of, number one, hospitalization. So hospitalized patients are at much higher risk of developing clots. Two, surgery. So postoperatively, it's important that patients take action to prevent the formation of clots. And thirdly, cancer. Cancer increases your risk of blood clots a great deal. And in fact, blood clots are the second commonest cause of death in cancer patients, number one being metastatic disease and number two being uh, thrombosis. So we have specific ways of preventing these from occurring in patients, but it's important that patients who have been hospitalized, patients who have cancer, and patients who have have, have had surgery uh, know that they are at risk and uh, how to prevent. But, you know, other things also increase risk, like pregnancy. Uh, So women uh, also have those increased risks associated so for our listeners who'd like to know more about this, where can they go to find out more? Okay. Well, Thrombosis Canada offers an excellent resource at our website, thrombosiscanada.ca. Uh, so I would encourage anybody who's interested in thrombosis to take a look over there. We have a section for professionals, but importantly, we also have a section for the public. To increase awareness, read about our CLOTS program, read about our videos, um, Get some expert uh, lectures that are done at lay level for people to understand and prevent suffering from uh, complications of thrombosis. Well, uh, thank you both, Sandra Buckborough and Dr. Alan Bell, for joining us today. And hopefully there will be at least one life saved because of this. Okay, I hope so. Thank you. I just want to remind everybody that uh, October the 13th is World Thrombosis Day. And watch for the CN Tower to be lit up in uh, blue and red, uh, as well as Niagara Falls. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian. Expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. What she She's powerful, wonderful, honest, and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. The fourth annual 
City Moguls Runway Show is coming up on November 7th in Toronto and here to tell us all about this fabulous event are City Moguls co-founders Danny Kagan and Victoria Marshman. Welcome to What She Said. Hi, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So City Moguls celebrates entrepreneurs who are leaders in their industries and also make an impact by giving back. Tell us what was the inspiration behind City Moguls? Mm. A great question. Uh, City Moguls kind of started out of a need for, we, we wanted to go to an event like this and it didn't really exist um, four or five years ago. So we said, why don't we do what we do best, put on an event, because we are event planners, mm-hmm. and um, celebrate entrepreneurship in a really meaningful, fun, inspiring way. And so we thought we could inspire the next generation of leaders to give back through the work of the moguls that we were honoring in the runway show. So that's kind of how it started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like Toronto is such a hub for entrepreneurs. There's so many people doing incredible things. And we just felt that there wasn't enough recognition for those leaders who are behind all the great companies in you Toronto. You are preaching to the converted. <laughs> this is what our show was all about, yeah. really, talking about what great Canadians yeah. uh, we have and how we sort of don't, like, it's, you know, if we were in another country, it would be, mm-hmm. whoa, look, look, look. But here we kind of apologize for it. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of flying under the radar. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to provide a platform to showcase what they were doing. A lot of these people that we honor are building these really innovative, creative companies, doing something new, changing the way we're doing business. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of all of that, all of the moguls that we're featuring in our events um, are making time to give back. So who are some of the past moguls? This is year number four. four. Yes. yes. Okay. So we've had people like Michelle Romano from Dragon's Den. She walked our runway last year. Uh, Michael Hyatt from Blue Cat Networks in the tech industry. Uh, Sarah Wells, who is an Olympian. She's an Olympic hurdler. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have some like great founders from Canadian based companies like Lexi Miles from Wax On, which is a huge franchise. So we pick people from all different industries, which we really try to pick like a diverse group of industries. Yeah, so all all the moguls are nominated um, by the public. So anyone can nominate a mogul. Then they go through a big selection process, and we narrow it down to the top 20, which is like a really hard thing to do. Yeah. Because there's so many people doing so many amazing things. Um, But we're obviously choosing people who are from, again, like an array of industries, but are also giving back, whether that's their actual business as a social enterprise or they have a charitable aspect to their company. Mm -hmm. So what's the weighting, the... the innovation of the company or or the innovation of the social enterprise so we don't we don't actually we have a big committee and board that help us um, go through all of the mogul applications this year we had over 300 applications wow. and bring it down to 20 yeah, yeah. it's really hard so <laughs> I would say I would say neither ways more it really is dependent on like us having a broad um, like diverse group of people from all different industries and at also different phases of their entrepreneurial journeys. Like we like to pick like the up and coming people that we see what they're doing is going to have huge impact one day. And then also people like Michelle Romano who are at the height of their careers. Right. Yeah. So when, so tell us the timeline. I'm thinking even for next year, it's Mm -hmm. probably too late now, but when do you put out the call for nominations? 
Yeah, so nominations happen about six months before our event. So our event's in November every year. So and about, so where would they find that? On citymoguls.com. They can oh. just go and nominate a mogul online. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get all that, yeah. and they fill out all the information. And mm-hmm. then how many people do the selection process then? You, mm-hmm. you, you say you have a big board. Yeah, we, yeah. Have a, we have a board of about 10 people, and then we have a committee of 20 to 30 people. And mm-hmm. then wow. our producers and co-founders are three so of us. So there's about 50 people make weighing in on this it's yeah a, it's a yeah. village yeah it's, it's a little a city moguls village wow. moguls community yeah 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 so exciting. tell us about the night of the event what mm-hmm. what 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 happens people arrive and yeah so well first of all i mean this all really did start as one event and now mm-hmm. we've built a year-round brand um so the event itself is our big runway show people come there's um you know, activations, there's networking, and then everyone sits down for our runway show, which is really full of entertainment. Victoria and I are ex-competitive dancers, Mm -hmm. so um, bringing the arts and dance and music into the show is a huge piece. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially for um, telling the story of the charity. So our um, charity partner this year is Covenant House Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, We're specifically supporting the mental health programming for their youth. Um, That's where we're donating proceeds to this year, and it is during that show that we really um, take a moment to bring awareness to the cause and tell the story of the cause through um, various art forms like our dance backgrounds and music and yeah where is it going to be held it's at the Toronto Event Center oh that'll be amazing yeah so who are some of the moguls this year Ooh, well, we haven't released all of them yet, but um, it's just among girls. We can, yeah. <laughs> just, just among we'll us. We'll give you a just we'll, among us. We'll, we'll keep it between your followers. Yes, we'll let okay. them know. Yes. Uh, so some of the people we've walking this year include Alan Lau, the founder of Wattpad. Mm-hmm. Um, who else do we have this year? We have um, Katie Zepieri. She's the founder of Girl Talk Empowerment. We know Katie. You yes. Know Katie yes. Yeah. We have uh, Sunny Verma, the founder of Tudor Bright. Yes. Uh, doing amazing work all over Canada. Yeah. yeah. It's so. a really interesting lineup of people. We have Kyle McDonald, the uh, founder of Capitalize for Kids. So another social enterprise, people doing incredible things and including mm-hmm. charity into their businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, we have yeah. Latoya Fagan. She's a celebrity chef. Wow. Um, yeah, there's a really cool, diverse group of people this year. We're excited yeah. to see them walk the runway. And they are all paired up with Canadian designers. Now, tell, mm-hmm. tell us about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so who, who are we featuring on the runway? Yeah, so uh, during the fashion show, um, all of our moguls come out dressed in Canadian designers. So we pair them up with people uh, like Leslie Hampton, who was actually a mogul in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Hillary McMillan this year. We have Sir Masur, Christopher Bates. Manija Sal is also a designer. She does amazing work and she's also a mogul this year. So she'll yeah. be dressing herself, which is yeah. very cool. <laughs> and so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what are you both looking forward to most? Oh, that's a good question. No one asks us that. <laughs> that's really nice. I think for us as event producers, like seeing the actual event come together and seeing people inspired, like we go to so many events a year where we leave and we, you know, we say, okay, that was a really nice event, but like what, I, I don't know if I learned anything or took something away or I'm inspired to go out and do good or do something new. And I think that's what 
we're most excited about. It's like mm-hmm. seeing people being like, oh, I really learned something about Covenant House or mental health or about one of your moguls. I want to work for that mogul or yeah. I want to collaborate mm-hmm. with them and I want to start something with them new. And I think that's the biggest return for us, seeing all those people leave, being inspired and taking something away from the event. Yeah. Well, you were saying earlier that uh, it used to be that this was the only thing, but now you're sort of year round. So what other things do you do? Yeah, it's been a big year of growth for us in mm-hmm. year four we we really started this as a grassroots community mm-hmm. ev- event and um it we've largely grown out of the need that our community asked for so we've rolled out a speaker series called talk the walk where we get to actually sit down with our moguls in a smaller more intimate mm-hmm. setting and talk about you know some of the most important topics in entrepreneurship and we're really growing our platform on the digital space as well we're really trying to roll out you know educational content from our um, moguls that we feature for our community so our community keeps asking us for things and we just keep delivering so we're, that's where the growth's really coming from. So. so where do you see this year 10? Year 10, um, City Mogul's runway show in different Canadian cities. So hopefully Montreal, Vancouver. Vancouver. That would be very cool. Calgary, feature entrepreneurs across the country rather than just in Toronto. There's, We know that there's people doing being champions in their cities all across Canada. So we feel like it's our mission to celebrate to feature all of them yeah <laughs> yeah we'd every like single to. one every <laughs> single one of them yeah yeah oh that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah it's very exciting yeah. are you up for it yeah I think it's like very scary for us because we're entrepreneurs ourselves so we're like oh like this is you know a big yeah. jump for us but I think we're up for the challenge and it's, again it's really rewarding like speaking to these people who are doing amazing things and really not getting recognized so mm-hmm. happy to provide a platform for them so, remind us again, the fourth annual City Moguls Runway Show takes place November 7th at, at the Toronto Event at Center. At 7 p.m. At mm-hmm. 7 p.m. at Toronto Event Center. You can get tickets still online at www.citymoguls.com. Amazing. Yeah. Danny Kagan and Victoria Marshman, you are moguls yourself. <laughs> I'm you. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us today. Thank, Thank you so, you so much. For much. <laughs> What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. I just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages, and they told me that... Variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that... You could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor, too. So, let's get a... a Meridian 5-year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally! Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch. Rates subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage. Fear of missing out? FOMO flies out the door when you listen to Lena. Who knew? I hope everyone will know by the end of this segment. Every time you come in, you have such great news to share with us. Oh, thank you. I love sharing great news. Yes, I want everyone to know about it because it is such a great cause. I almost had tears in my eyes. It is phenomenal. OMG. OMG. Join What She Said Weekends and find out what lifestyle blogger Lena Almeida is loving. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us 
now are two ladies who are here to pamper us and tell us all about Pampered Chef. Maybe you have some of their kitchen tools at home. So we have Advanced Director Nicole Todd and Field Development Manager Noelle Del Grande. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Launched officially in Canada in March of 1996. So the company is celebrating its 39th anniversary uh, of the first Pampered Chef cooking party on October 15th. Pretty exciting. Very amazing. I can't believe it, but I can't remember a time where I didn't hear that word here and there in conversation. So for people who may not know, tell us what Pampered Chef is. Yes, absolutely. So Pampered Chef is the premier direct seller of high quality kitchen tools. And we really use the power of cooking to bring people together, creating memories and special moments with family and friends, using our incredibly unique products and quick tips and personalized cooking experiences. Um, so, uh, how did the both of you get involved? So I actually, I was on maternity leave when I started with our oldest and I just wanted a stone. Like I literally contacted Pampered Chef Home Office here in, in Markham and ordered a stone and then a consultant came with that stone and I ended up hosting and then literally two days later ended up signing up because it was just such a great opportunity and... It was something that I didn't know I was lacking in my life, but I'm so thankful that I have it, that it it arrived. And yeah, so it literally started with a bar pan. Wow. Amazing. And I knew I wanted to be a part of Pampered Chef because it's such an iconic and well-respected brand in the direct selling industry. And one of the things that really stood out for me was our founder, Doris Christopher, had a vision of simplifying the cooking process so that the chef had more time around the table with his or her family. And that really spoke to me. So I think that that's a very important tradition to keep going. For anyone who doesn't know, I mean, it is a direct selling model. So tell us about the independent consultants aspect to all of this. Absolutely. So our independent consultants, through virtual and in-home cooking shows, really show their guests using our products how to make delicious and simple recipes, as well as they share tips and ideas, techniques to really simplify the cooking process and make it faster and easier. And our our community of consultants, they have the opportunity to really customize the business opportunity to fit their lifestyle and combine their love of food, their love of helping people with their love of our incredible, unique products. You know, I've heard of, you know, different companies and they sort of go in and out of style, but we are really living in a foodie era now. I have two sisters, so all of our children are foodies. I mean, they wouldn't buy a frozen dinner if, if you know, if that speaks would, volumes <clears throat> to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they are always sort of talking about recipes, and for them, this this would be amazing. So, are you finding there's almost a a re awakening of a of interest in something like Pampered Chef? There's a huge resurgence in food. And I think that's where Pampered Chef is just so on trend mm-hmm. um, because people, ha- I feel, in my opinion, are going back to their roots. They're wanting to learn how to cook, cook from scratch, be able to, you know, teach their kids because it's where 
in the kitchen, you know, every house has one and that's where all the like memories are built. And so people are really wanting to know what's in their food as well. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily they're wanting the takeout and they're wanting the drive-through. They want to know what they're consuming and they're so much more health conscious. So I think that's where we come in, where we can serve people to be able to say, you know, this is a fantastic recipe. This is what's in it. It is from scratch. Right. And it doesn't have to take two hours to cook. You right. can cook it in 20 minutes. But well, we were actually talking to one of our colleagues who said, he got years ago got a garlic press from his neighbor who is a, um, a consultant and he said it's the best thing that we've ever had it still is like brand new I, it's yeah i actually had a, it's a funny story about a garlic press i had a woman bring a garlic press to one of my parties in her purse and the parties were it was uh, a mix of mothers and daughters. So the daughters were like mid to late 20s. And she pulled this garlic press out and she's like, yes, I have a garlic press. It's 19 years old. And every single one of you needs to add them to your kitchen because it's the best thing you're ever going to have. It was hilarious. And we were all laughing because she was carrying garlic press in her oh purse. Oh my but yeah. goodness. Oh my I hear about the garlic press all the time though. That it's, yeah. it's very famous. Yeah. Because yeah. it's incredible. And So how many products do you have? Uh, We have over 475. There's a lot. There is something for everyone. And it it ranges from, you know, a $6 item to, you know, a $449 blender that will cook for you. There's so many. Really? Yeah. There's something for everyone. Uh, So tell us about about getting involved as, um, as a consultant. Yeah. Do you want to talk about sure? My, I mean, mine, like I said, it kind of fell into my lap, but Mm -hmm. I know that people are more savvy. And so when people are looking for like a side gig or something else to, um, you know, carry alongside their normal everyday life, um, they literally, they pick a kit. Do you pick someone to, to join with? Uh, that you feel comfortable with, that will be able to mentor you well, and they pick a kit, and we do a launch date, whether it be that your business is virtual or your business is in home, or you can combine them both, and you can just make the best of both worlds. So, Okay, but what uh, they're members of the Direct Sellers Association of Canada, obviously. What what are the fees or the costs of getting started? Oh, well, we're glad you asked that, because October being our Heritage Month, we have a very incredible um, special offer for October, and a new consultant can join and start a business for as low as $59. Wow. And on top of that, actually, it gets even better. If they were to host a a party, whether it be in-home or virtual, they can use part of the free product that they earn as a host to go towards the kit, and they can start for $9. Oh my! Yeah, we've. I've never in my eight years. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, October is a big month for us. October, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a celebration, right? Yeah. I yes. mean, so you mentioned that you have how many children? I have three children. You have three children. Yeah. So, what are the working arrangements like? This is this is something that will yeah. speak to many moms out there. Yes, or dads. Yeah. Yes. So when I started, I was on mat leave. I used to be a teacher. I used to teach high school science and biology and environmental science, and I loved everything that I did. And our oldest was six months old at the time. And then a couple months later, I found out I was pregnant with twins. And so life was about to get very, very different for us and change. And so going back to work as a teacher um, wasn't necessarily something that was 
meant, I guess, meant for me to do. And so I get to have a flexible life now. I grew up with entrepreneurial parents and I saw that growing up and didn't realize how that was so ingrained in me. And so I get to, I mean, I I feel so blessed. I get to pick up and drop off my kids every single day. I get to be home with them when I was teaching. I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, Yeah, so it's so flexible. I work, you know, if I'm early to pick up, I can pull out my phone and I can work from my phone or I can hotspot my laptop wherever I am. When we travel every year with Pamper Chef, I still can work if I want to or I can serve customers in however I want because we do live in such a virtual world. Mm -hmm. It's accessible anywhere. And you love cooking. I do personally. Like I've always loved it. it. But I think that makes a difference if you love preparing food and you have a family that you want to prepare great food for, then it... I think it does go hand in hand, but I've had other people on our team that actually don't enjoy cooking. And so they say, I'm the pampered part of the pampered chef. And it's taught them to actually become a better better cook Mm -hmm. and to be able to provide for their family better, more nutritious food. Mm -hmm. So I don't think necessarily there has to be a passion necessarily for cooking, but there might be a passion for nutrition and want to take better care or maybe learn a different skill or just they want to be surrounded by, you know, an uplifting community. Yeah. So before we go... What is your favorite product? Oh, that's like picking a favorite child. Um, So I'm going to say a a piece of stone because that's how I started and I still use them every single day. Our stones, I say, are the easy button. You literally put whatever you are cooking on it, put it into your, your, your oven, set a timer. You walk away so you can do whatever you need to be doing at that time and it still comes out perfect. I'm not like no joke. I, uh, I have to get a stone. And you? <laughs> well, I would say the brand new blender oh. because we were just sharing stories about the fact that you can actually cook in this blender. So you can make soups, you can make sauces. And we were saying, when have you ever had a jam? Yeah, yes. you make Nicole jam in a blender. Jam. And when have you ever been able to walk away from something that you're cooking with sugar and leave it alone? But with this blender, you literally can put the ingredients in, set the timer, and it does the work. You don't have to consistently stay there and stir it. So it is a huge convenience huge. tool as well as makes really amazing sauces, soups, jams, Jam. b- uh, nut butters. Yeah, so it's a, it's a game changer. Oh, boy, I'm already hungry. Okay, <laughs> so where can people go to get involved and find out more? Absolutely. They want to find us at pamperedchef.ca, and we are Pampered Chef Canada. They can find us online. Nicole Todd and Noelle Del Grande, thank you so much for joining us today. This thank has you. been thank fabulous. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you. Our pleasure. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at WhatSheSaidTalk.com. Well, Saturday night at 8 o'clock, I know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick my baby up and take her to the picture show. us now for Saturday Night at the Movies is our film critic Ann Brody. And Ann, you had a few days off. I That's took a, some time off. I hardly ever, ever hear you say that. Well, 
I just needed it. I'd had TIFF, and there was all kinds of stuff happening, so I just uh, have been doing very little. In fact, so little that I wore my bedroom slippers today. <laughs> <laughs> now, for only two nights, Kevin Smith's Jay and Silent Bob reboot is here. Yes. Now, that picks up where the original films left off 18 years ago, uh, and they've, they've rounded up an awesome cast. Just let me read this out to you. Get this. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jason Lee, Joe, Joey Lauren Adams, Rosario Dawson, Shannon Elizabeth, Justin Long, Jason Bates, Smith's daughter, Harley Quinn, what a great name, plus newcomers Val Kilmer and Chris Hemsworth. Okay, so this is foul language, you know, lots of cannabis smoke everywhere. It's their humor. It's, it's uh, Jay and Silent Bob as they meander through life trying to make sense of it. And, you know, rarely succeeding. So they're heading to Hollywood where they're he they hear there's going to be a reboot of, the, of one of their films to shut it down. So it's basically a road show. And, wow, only two nights at these theaters that I've listed in the, in the blog. And I put up um, uh, a video uh, trailer that you'll really want to see. <laughs> it's, it's funny despite everything. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So... Uh, what is BritBox premiering? BritBox. Oh, my goodness. It, they've got two great series, new ones. I'm going to tell you about one next week, but this week we have The Victim. Now, do you know Kelly MacDonald by any chance? She's a terrific Scottish actress, and she was uh, Josh Brolin's wife in No Country for Old Men, and she's such a fine actor. Anyway, she's back in Ireland, and she's doing this... Um, she plays a protagonist, and she, she's on a vengeance, uh, a mission of vengeance. Her nine-year-old son was murdered uh, 20 years prior, and the boy who did it, who was two years older than her son, never went to trial, so she doesn't know what happened. They immediately put him into witness protection, so she has no real closure. Not that you ever get closure, but you know what I mm -hmm. mean. So... She believes he's come back to the area under a different name, and she launches an online hate campaign against him. She's accused of beating him and leaving him for death, dead. Um, it's really a good series. It's only four parts, and it's well worth it. John Hanna, who's a terrific uh, British actress, is in it. Um, I'd highly recommend The Victim. It's, phew, I was riveted. I watched all four at once. Wow. So tell us about the most magnificent thing. This is, is it the most magnificent it thing? It really is. It's just adorable. It's an animated short, 22 minutes. It's going to be on YTV this weekend. It's Canadian, made from Nel made by Nelvana. Now that's this is the first short they've ever made. So it's kind of exciting. And it is so beautiful and it's set in the fall and you see the autumn leaves falling. And it's about a little girl. She is girl. And she's played by Lily Bart Bartlam, and Alison Pill plays mom, and uh, Tony Daniels is dog. So the, the whole premise is that she likes to be creative and make things. So somebody gives her a tool chest. So she's, she decides to make the most magnificent thing for her very best friend. And it's not as easy as it seems. No. So it's very, very cute. It's based on the award-winning picture book, by Ashley Spires. So that's a Canadian thing with Whoopi Goldberg voicing. And I've got to tell you, it is so engaging and sweet and joyful. Just little tears come into your eye. It's so good. The Planet in Focus Environmental Film Festival. Holy cow. This is such a good festival. And it's been going on for, this is the 20th edition. Really? I, 
I don't know if I've ever heard of it. You know, they've only really started promoting themselves in a big way a couple of years ago. Uh, What I'm really excited about is Autumn Peltier is going to be honored as an eco-hero. And she's taking the Rob Stewart Award, who you might remember from the shark films and who tragically died while trying to Mm -hmm. film, document, and save the the sharks. Um, So she's being honored along with some other eco-heroes. And there are loads and loads of documentaries on the environment, on efforts to save it, on the dangers that exist that we know, but we just need them constantly pounded into our heads. Uh, And I've put a clip on the website of a film called The Hottest August by Brett Story. Now, this is a Toronto woman who goes through the five boroughs of New York, just interviewing people on the street, asking them what their concerns are. But what she's capturing... Not that many mention climate change, but what she's capturing is the heat is so intense, everything shimmers, right? And they complain about the heat. And some of them sort of at the end of their bit, they say, oh, this is way too hot. And it just really puts it in. I want people to go and see that trailer and think about going to see the film. Uh, It's a great series. And of course... Everywhere you go, there's candy out already. So, of course, we get our usual uh, Halloween offerings. Every single network, every single streaming service has Halloween celebrations. And um, I love TCM. It has Monster of the Month, and this year it's Godzilla. So they have uh, Godzilla Gojira, the original 1954 film, uh, and 35 of its sequels. And they show... Every Friday night, I believe it is. What a great monster he was. He was, <laughs> he, actually, I read somewhere that he heartened the Japanese after all the atrocities of war. He gave them, you know, spirit and he was protecting them. <laughs> it's kind of deep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's Godzilla. Um, and then Hulu has Huluween. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Uh, now, a couple of the films that sh- they're showing actually premiered at TIFF this year, like uh, Emma Roberts' Paradise Hills and Wounds with Dakota Johnson and Army Hammer. Um, they've also got titles like Hidden Mother, Ride, Swiped to Death about social media, Flagged, The Dunes, The Ripper. Um, so, and right here at home in the theaters, we have Toronto After Dark Film Festival, also with some uh, TIFF films. So you'll find a list of them online and some clips. I worked really hard to find some good clips because I was having such a great time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find more movie and TV reviews up now on whatshesaidtalk.com. And thank you for joining us today. That is it for What She Said This Weekend. We'll be back again next Saturday right here on 105.9 The Region. Be sure to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a great long weekend. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. 
Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.